I am Bonin, the librarian. This book I am looking for, it is called How to Rogue. Did, um, did Bonin send you? You need a book that tells you how to be a rogue. If you, if you get me the list of these, of these ingredients, and you get me the rose from the garden marked on this map, then I'll give you the book back, and that'll be it. Nothing else needs to trouble you. What do you say? Can I wander up with the, with the rose between my fingers, just twirling it, like, completely nonchalantly? Please, uh, let's, let's, just, let's just exchange this real quickly. Let's, uh, let's get out of here, right? Yeah, yeah. Check this, and I cast Pass Without Trace. <laughs> and, and we all just disappear into a shroud of darkness. <laughs> I will pass on what you have done to me to Nora. She will find you. Who's Nora? Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Enigma Society. And now we continue. catch up with our academic adventurers at the end of orientation week. Potentia, you've walked into the magical area in the university. You notice that the buildings are older than some of the other buildings in the university. They're also at stranger angles. Some of the angles seem impossible and you notice a higher concentration of uh, people in robes and spell books and things. You're definitely in like the magic area of the Mm -hmm. university and you've come up to the school of conjuration it is a old uh, stone building as you look at it you actually notice that some of the the windows on the side are like sliding across the building's surface Mm -hmm. because there appears to be some academics hanging out of them arguing about who gets the better spot Mm -hmm. as they're apparently adjusting where their office space is in the afternoon Okay. So you walk uh, through the halls of the Conjuration building, and it is unusual to say the least. So you'll 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 move past the the first floor, which is all undergrads, mm-hmm. to the upper floors, uh, where there are more more sensible but also more dangerous magics going on. Yep. More complicated magics, we'll say. Yep. And right in a, a corner office, you find your supervisor. He told you he had the corner office, and apparently. This is a place he's staked out for some time. Good to know he hasn't moved. <laughs> uh, so you've been in contact with your supervisor via letter correspondence, mm-hmm. but you haven't actually met him in person yet. This is your first time meeting him. You know his name is Dr. William Chant. You know that he has studied the origin of summoned items, mm-hmm. an area that you're interested in as well, which is yes. why you, you want to be his PhD student. Yes. This meeting has been planned. Mm-hmm. You're expected. Yeah. Um, you, you knock on the door and you see him. He's up. He has a, a standing desk, which is very unusual for the fantasy world that we live in. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a room that is 
very cluttered and messy, but it's kind of that organized chaos. You get a feel for the fact that it might look messy, but you, you get the impression he knows where everything in the room is. Yeah. There are piles of paper, like stapled together notes and, and bits of writing on them. Mm. In the corner of the room, there's a rolled up rug that looks uh, particularly unusual. Mm-hmm. There's uh, a couple magical orbs kind of floating around the room providing light. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is mid-afternoon, but it's quite well lit in here. Mm-hmm. He's a human. He looks to be his early 40s. Kind of that like shortcut, but bit messy brown hair. Seems like he looks after himself, mm-hmm. but he probably spends too much time reading books and, and writing for his own good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And he sees you at the door and you know, Potentia, come in, I've been expecting you. Uh, are there any, like, chairs, etc. in the room other than piles of paper and his standing desk? Uh, you notice that there is a large inflated ball. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Like the kind that you could sit on but not get particularly comfortable and, like, mm-hmm. roll around on a bit, like, for exercising, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I walk into the room, but take care to dodge around the piles of teetering chaos around me and elect not to sit on the ball for fear of either A, popping it, or B, looking like an idiot trying to keep my balance. <laughs> uh, so he he notices that you're, you've uh, gotten to that ball and like that the thoughts have like, flashed across your face slightly. Mm-hmm. As you decided, do I sit down on this or not? Yeah. And he goes, oh, my manners, I'm sorry. And he clicks and two chairs appear. One for you, one for him. Like proper actual wooden chairs. A flash of mild impressed goes across my eyes, but without like no no bottom half of my face. Just that like cool <laughs> across just in my eyes. Please have a seat. Yep. I, I sit. Uh, I hope you were able to, to find the office okay. Um, these halls are a bit chaotic at times, especially at the start of semester as people vie for position. Well, I see you've managed to find the best office and clearly kept it for some time. Oh, well, I've been here for a while now and I know how the building works. So let's say the door to my office is always anchored in spot. Interesting. But yes, your instructions were, were perfect. Thank you. It's all right. Um, so tell me about what you're thinking for your research. Let's, let's, let's get down to it straight away because I... Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I'm sure you're busy with with settling in and getting into to work. Yes. Um, well, I'm I'm, I'm considering um, looking at specifically conjuration. Obviously, that's why I'm here. And um, mm-hmm. that the the idea of where things go to and come from um, has always interested me. It, it it seems very strange that we can you know hide things within different dimensions sort of don't entirely understand and i know that that is your field of research um which is naturally why i chose to come here and not return to imperium um to continue my studies Mm -hmm. um specifically so i have a familiar um I don't tend to conjure them out of out of nowhere. It takes time, obviously. Um, and my mm-hmm. last one, unfortunately, um, during my travels prior to coming here, <clears throat> met an unfortunate 
end. And I, I'm really quite interested in where they come from and where we banish them to um, as visits. It's it's one of those things that I find vastly, inter- vastly interesting. Mm. He's, he's sitting there and, and nodding, like, in, in agreement and in thought. And I, I'm trying to hide that I am very nervous because I know that he is very good, like, very much invested in this field, but very much also not able to keep myself together because I'm trying to not show that I'm incredibly excited and incredibly nervous at the same time. Mm. Because I really just want to run over and, like, look at all the paperwork. Because it's yes. everywhere. And I mm-hmm. want it. <laughs> um, well, uh, while you're talking with him, he's, mm. like, making little notes on, a, like, a piece of paper he has with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just, like, glancing down, like, writing something, like, writing, like, a sentence down and then continues to listen to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And he, he'll, like, make another note. Um, and after, you know, you've, you've had a bit of discussion about uh, what you're interested in. Mm-hmm. He hands you this piece of paper, and it is a list of eight different books, some of which you've read, but mm-hmm. some you've never heard of before. Uh, and he says, uh, well, those are a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe the library has copies of most of them, and he reaches back and he like looks under his desk and he pulls out a drawer that like is way longer than it should be. Mm-hmm. Reaches in, pulls out, and this is the one on the bottom there, and he hands you... Um, quite a nice leather-bound book. Right. Closes that drawer. I take it and put it, like, in my lap, but continues seated and not really looking at it. And then he, like, so. he reaches into this pile of paper, which is probably up to uh, his shoulder, mm-hmm. and he just reaches in and, like, pulling a, a peg from a Jenga tower, pulls out one paper without anything moving. Nice. I, I, I have that, again, flash of impressed, but, like, definitely not going to show that as much as I can. Uh, so here is a paper I'd like you to read. I think it's going to be helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's from one of my previous PhD students that yeah. I worked with. Looking into a similar area, we uh, did some research and found that uh, when you conjure items, mm-hmm. physical solid items, we believe they don't come from a physical place. Okay. If I was to conjure uh, a king's crown, mm-hmm. there is not some king in the world who is now missing their crown. Mm-hmm. That getting getting approval for some of the experiments he wanted to to summon things to conjure things was a bit interesting. Um, we had to you know really convince the ethics board that this this wasn't theft. <laughs> yeah, if this wasn't yes. theft. It was. Uh, we are well, wizards, we, 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 not rogues, after all. And I just yeah, you you probably like say that fully knowing what you did. Uh, yeah. not not more than four days ago. Yes, absolutely knowing what what well what we assisted with. And exactly who I am now acquainted with. <laughs> I'm. I mean, I'm pretty sure you, your group uh, did some kind of breaking and entering. <laughs> I technically did no such thing. Um, technically, <laughs> I mm. sat on a wall. I didn't enter. Yeah. I mean, and I okay, didn't break so anything. So you're you're an accessory to a crime, then. Absolutely. <laughs> if you need to reach me. He mm-hmm. says, I'm, I'm usually around the campus or in my office here. He will scribble down on another piece of paper. This is my address. If mm-hmm. you ever need to, to reach me outside of hours, mm-hmm. um, you can send me messages there. Uh, or if he, he stops and like thinks for a moment. You're, you're new in the city, right? Yes. I mean, if you, have, if you ever have any like issues or trouble happening and this like that you need some help with, uh, you could you could you know come by and I can uh, offer you some advice, uh, but you know 
I uh, try to keep weekends free. I've, I've got kids that I like to spend some time with on the weekends, if possible. I, I I nod in understanding that, you know, boundaries must be kept, but acknowledging that that offer is, is uh, the gratitude for that offer. Well, I think I don't have anything else from my end. Is that, do, do you have any other questions that you wanted to ask me? Uh, more just if you had any sense of a timeline or a, a next appropriate time. I just, I just like mm. to have things in my head about when I need to be places. I don't like being late. I, right, you know, okay. that, that well, the old, the old adage of wizard arrives precisely when she means to. Yeah. That's a, that's an oldie, but a goodie. It is um, an oldie, but a goodie. Well, let's say I've given you couple texts. Um, let's say a month from now we'll meet up. And mm-hmm. uh, you can discuss. We can discuss how you've gone with those texts. Um, mm-hmm. Now I expect they'll probably form part of what will be your literature review. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I sure don't have to tell you. You know, take notes as you're reading them. Obviously. Yeah, I've I've seen your academic transcript, so I, I you know I can see you you've studied in the past. Yes. Yes, but there's definitely. Um, a gap between your, your undergraduate and your what you're studying now. Yes, I, I I decided to to see some of the world to make sure that I was choosing the correct path, and so as to not waste anybody's time. That's fair. No, I I did some traveling as well in my youth. I I also um, politely point out that I am an elf, and therefore a ten year gap is kind of nothing to me. <laughs> yeah. And you, as you, as you sit there as well, uh, discussing when to meet up next, uh, you get a look behind him at his calendar, and it looks impossibly full of writing. It's a month calendar mm-hmm. that looks like every single uh, day square is filled with tiny writing on it. I make a mental note of this to make sure that at the end of every meeting, I schedule our next meeting, lest this become a problem. Good idea. Um, so did you have any other questions uh, for William or Dr. Chant? He go- he probably goes by William. He probably does. Um, just if there was a particular space that was available for, for my use for research. like Yes. A- yeah. So has, I guess no one's kind of given you a tour, have they? No, not particularly. Okay. Um, I've been a little left to my own devices. He like looks at his calendar. I've got five minutes. Um, yeah, sure. Come with me. And he'll, he'll like stand up and dismiss the chairs as you stand up. I, I, I look slightly surprised, but but not at the same time. Uh, and he'll, he'll give you a tour through the, the Conjuration building. Mm-hmm. Walk you through where the the floor that he's on, which is mostly you find out um, professors and doctors, like the, the teaching academics. Mm-hmm. The floor below are mostly postgraduates with PhDs, uh, some master's students couple people doing their honors year like tucked away in the corner somewhere mm-hmm. like as you're walking along through the, the hallways he's like pointing at rooms like yeah don't go opening that one on thursdays because it's messy otherwise <laughs> uh this one is often full of fire mm-hmm. um on purpose lot- or not the researcher looking into it says it's on purpose i don't know why you'd go looking at the fire plane but sure mm-hmm. let, let people do what they want to do yeah. um and he will eventually like he'll find a desk for you somewhere there's some of the other phd students are like we're using it to store stuff on mm-hmm. so it didn't look like a desk at first till he showed up and then like hey you know get a desk yeah i've got a phd student need a desk 
Can you move this stuff, please? Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Uh, here you are, Penetra. A desk for you. Great. Um, you know, claim your spot. Uh, most of the other PhD students uh, will probably introduce themselves eventually. Mm-hmm. It's it's early in the semester, so those that uh, help out with classes, like that do RA work, mm-hmm. they're probably busy just preparing. So I'm sure we'll catch up with some of your colleagues shortly. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. That that was most helpful. Not a problem. Remember, if you need help, just chant. And he, like, walks out of the room. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I laugh as he leaves, but then it turns decidedly into an, oh, that was, that, oh, okay, cool. That was a joke. That's his idea of a joke. Right. I look at the the paper and the book now that he's left. So I was paying attention to him and now I'm like, oh, I've got these two things. What are these things that has been given to me? Uh, so the research paper... Um, that he's given you is the one he described where he and a, a former yeah. PhD student... Does it have a long and interesting title? It does have a long and interesting... Well, it has a long title. Okay. The Extraplanar Origins of Conjured Items and Their uh, Whereabouts Within the Material Plane. Okay. I neatly placed that on my newly found desk in a way that is very much like, this is mine now. Do not touch my desk. Mm-hmm. Um, and the book he's given you is a cosmologist's guide to the outer planes, mm-hmm. which is not a book you've come across before. Okay. It would be of a, a rare print. I am going to pop that one in my bag because I feel like that if I lose that, he's going to get very angry with me. So Okay. Uh, and with that, you realize the student administration building should have your stipend ready for collection. So you'll you'll make your way over to the student administration building. Okay, sounds good. Uh, maybe you like just clear your desk a little bit to like really claim it, put something down to like. Yeah, I feel like I um, I pull out my mess kit, which has a cup and some simple cutlery, um, mm-hmm. and I just put it on like it's my lunch setup for when I'm reading things like that. So just put my kit down to claim the space as my own. Good. All right. And then with that, you find your way through the halls and off to the student administration building. We now move across campus to catch up with Harold as he's about to meet his supervisor. Uh, He is named Professor Zinlaz Kegstone. Uh, He's a dwarven man, a professor at the university who has long studied the stars. Like a natural, one of those old natural philosophers, like a, a gentleman scientist. Yes, the, uh, mm, the 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 kind that would sit in a in a leather a leather recliner in the library with a uh, maybe some could be brandy, say. Although being being a dwarf, I imagine dwarven brandy. Yeah, I'm sure it's uh, way too strong for my flavour. <laughs> it's um probably got some some sulphur or something mixed in for extra kick. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. So you've you've seen Professor Zinlaz Kegstone around, and you found him to be someone enthusiastic about astronomy. Uh, so he advertised that he was looking for a PhD student to help study the stars. You applied and were accepted. So you haven't actually had much interaction with him since the application process. Uh, you've had some co- like some light correspondence uh, through letters, but you haven't really seen him uh, in person since the break, basically. Right, great. Uh, but you know where his office is? It's on one of the tallest levels of one of the old wizard towers. 
Mm. Makes sense for an astronomer. The astronomy department's actually quite small. Mm-hmm. But you, you make your way up the steps of this of the astronomy tower to his office. There's something like pleasant wafting smoke coming from his office. Uh, mm. And you get there and find that he is reclining in an old leather chair with a little like stovetop burner sitting on his desk. And he appears to be uh, smoking meat. Oh. Looks up from the, the book he's reading. Oh, hello. It's nice to see you again, Harold. Please come in. I'm not intruding, am I? You seem to be in the middle of... Uh... Well, it smells delightful, if I'm being honest. No, no, come on in. I've expected you for a while now. Oh, I hope I'm not late. He looks at a mechanical device on his wall. Uh, actually, I'm not sure that's broken. Righto. Well, uh, nice to meet you again. Yes, please sit down. Can I offer you a drink? And he like, goes to uh, uh, some shelves he has on the, the far wall. He starts pulling through glasses. Uh, yes, I'd be delighted. Thank you. Uh, would you like something strong or, or, or something warm? or, or what, what are you in the mood for? I do rather enjoy something warm. Just remember, I don't have those, uh, you know, those, the, the, the dwarven spirits, as they say. Oh, don't worry, I've got plenty of dwarven spirits to share. All right, then, well, uh, yes, let's... let's. He uh, takes out uh, a bottle and puts it next to the burner so it starts to, to warm up and starts to bubble. As he pulls out some glasses that don't actually match, mm-hmm. um, sets them down. Uh, I have to get this place clean. It's, it's a real mess sometimes. So, so tell me... What it is about astronomy that you're interested in? Um, well, to be honest, uh, you know, I, I, it's been a bit of a lifelong passion of mine, really. Uh, you know, when I was when I was quite young, my my uncle brought back this fascinating artifact, um, and, and I will produce the artifact at this point. Um, mm-hmm. He he told me it's a, a constellation sphere, and essentially it it mirrors the sky, uh, and if you concentrate on it in certain ways, you can actually kind of commune with the the stars, as it were, uh, and create certain kinds of uh, uh, of magic. Oh, interesting. Well, I don't quite know about communing with the stars, but he'll reach over and he'll pull out like a map and he'll roll it out on this table. But looking at that, I recognize a number of constellations. What he has produced is a map of the stars, which looks hand-drawn, and you see his name in the bottom corner. A map of the stars. Uh, Can you please roll for me an insight check? It's a natural one. Great way to start things Uh, off. (laughs) Okay, so perhaps it's the angle that you're setting up, but you don't recognize the constellations immediately. But he he, he brings up the map next to the the orb and like, yeah, so there's definitely a match. It's a little distorted. If you've ever taken a globe and cut it open, Mm. And try to lay a globe flat. It like it's distorted and stretched. Your your sphere, your artifact that you have there is a truer representation of the stars than this map he has produced, mm. which is maybe why he didn't recognize it. So so you're interested in the stars because of this this thing you've got here. But what are you interested in learning about? What are the questions that you have burning within you? Well, I'm I'm really interested how you know a lot of the the constellations they they form the shape of various animals you know beasts and uh, other other beings and you know I, I I feel like there's a real connection there between the stars and the the, the magic and the spirit of uh, maybe our ancestors or you know th- those from the Feywild 
and I, I really want to draw on the connections between between the constellations and the the kind of you know the, the kind of real world effects that we can maybe ask of them or or find out from studying them. You know. Good, good. I like someone with a, an imagination, someone who can who can think about those kinds of questions. I myself am uh, an imaginative man who I think, why is it that some of these stars move more than the others? And I have some theories about that, which we'll get into another time, I think. But for the most part, I think what I'll get you to do is uh, I've got here, he's pouring a glass of this like now warmed, sweet, fruity, alcoholic drink. And mm-hmm. he slides it over to you. Uh, what I have here is a, a list of, of texts I think you should investigate to really deepen and, and, and broaden your understanding of the field. Excellent. He provides you this, this list of books. I shall take the list. I think it would be good to meet back again. What's your schedule like? Well, you know what it's like when you're um, a budding PhD. Uh, I pretty much have nothing but time right now, although I'm sure that will change soon. Uh, you know, getting into all right, of this, right. getting busy. Uh, well, I have some some business that I need to attend to for the next couple of weeks. So let's say three weeks time, uh, we meet back up on a Wednesday and we... Uh, we discuss how you're going with that list of books because I imagine a lot of that is going to form some of the uh, early literature in your your eventual paper. Yes, of course. Um, you know, I, I want to acquaint myself with all of this and get the best idea of uh, what's going on in the field that I can. I, I really appreciate this as a, a starting off point. It's uh, you know, it can be very difficult sometimes when you're somewhat of a novice in in these kinds of fields to actually get good, a start. Good. Uh, well, and in, in about a month's time, I've got a, an expedition uh, to the Wandering Mountain. I'm going to take some equipment up to one of the peaks there and uh, get a good high view of some of these these star constellations I've been looking at. Uh, I think it would be good if you joined me. Oh, that would be delightful. I do love a bit of a, an adventure and anything anything to get into, uh, you know, the real... A dark wilderness is just excellent for me. I, I love to be able to see the stars where there's, you know, there's, there are no other things in the way. Good, good. And I'll show you some real proper dwarven-made lenses. The kind you can't get around here. Oh, that sounds delightful. Wonderful, actually. So, do you have any questions for me before we, we wrap up today? Um, I don't think so right now. I think I have all of this to think about reading these books, of course, and, um... I'm just very excited, I guess. You know, I'm, I've been fascinated with this for so long. And, um, you know, my poor uncle hasn't been seen for a few years now. And um, I, I wonder if he got himself into some trouble. But I, I'd love to honour him by, you know, uh, taking this wonderful artefact that he's given me and uh, make some sense of it, you know. As you describe honouring your uncle, like, he starts nodding in agreement. That you've, you've touched on something within him that, like, he he definitely approves of. Good, good. It's good to hear that. Um, well, I mean, we can chat for a little bit as you finish your drink, but I do need to head off uh, and get this clock fixed, first of all, and then I have another meeting. All right, I take... Uh, I take a... In, in, out of respect, I take a pretty decent sip of this drink. Uh, it is strong. Mm-hmm. It is tasty, but it is strong. <coughs> oh, yeah, that's... um. That's got some flavour, doesn't it? Oh, excellent. It does indeed. Old family recipe. Mm. Ah, you must um, you must introduce me. He takes a swig of his like it's, it's the smoothest mm. thing he's ever drunk. Mm. Mm. Oh, yes, great. Um, 
Wow, th- this is this is amazing, actually. Um, ooh. Here, let me top you up a little bit. Oh, uh, no, no, no need. I mean, it, it must be family recipe. It must be rather special. I, I, I'm still, I, I'm still nursing this one, honestly. All right, then. No worries. So you'll sit there for a, a few more minutes as you nurse mm-hmm. your drink and try the best you can to drink as much as you can mm-hmm. while being polite enough, like you know, that polite amount of drinking. Yep. Before you can find a reason to excuse yourself, and he already has things he's needing to do. Yep. Uh, so it's not too hard. So say five, ten minutes later, uh, find yourself traveling down the, the main strip of the campus, heading towards the student administrations building, off to get your first PhD stipend. Ah, great. Meanwhile, Meredith is about to meet her supervisor. You haven't met them before. Okay. But you've exchanged letters. So you know their uh. name, uh, and you would know they're a halfling before you meet them. Ooh. Which is probably part of the reason you chose them. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, Meredith, you are walking through the uh, the literature building where they study and teach writing and languages and, and all those kinds of things. And you find yourself getting to a floor in this building uh, where the word sociology are uh, up on a plaque. Okay. That the plaque looks like it's maybe moved a couple of times. Um, and you find yourself in the sociology department of the university. Now, walking through the halls, uh, you get the impression that the sociology department hasn't always been here. Uh, and in fact, this is just a new position that they've been moved into quite recently. So there's like carpet bits on the floor where there used to be old furniture and stuff. Yeah, like there are bits of the carpet that are, are still like pressed down where other furniture used to be there. Like, you see the outlines of furniture that are still, like, yeah. the dust is still there. <laughs> right. Um, so it's probably happened within, like, the last, like, over the break, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you get to a door in this hall uh, labelled Dr. Gillian Pymont. Pymont? Yes. Pymont. P-I-E-M-O-N-T? That's it. There's no E on the end? There is not. Ooh, Interesting. Uh, so Pymont would be a, a halfling name that you are somewhat familiar with. It's not mm-hmm. a, you don't know any you don't know any Pymonts yourself, mm-hmm. um, but I know of them. You know of them. There, okay. there are there are. It's a, it's a reasonably not common, but it's a it's a halfling last name. Okay. Um, and uh, just like with the sociology sign, uh, this the letters on this door have been recently placed there. Okay, so she's only just moved in. Yeah, it's it's one of those like sliding plaques on rails type deal. Yeah, right. The, the, the plaque's just been like popped in there and it hasn't, it's like a little off center still. Yeah. Do I know if she's a recent kind of um, supervisor, like a relatively new to the, um, to academia or has she been there for a while? So these aren't uh, things that you know because okay. you've, your only experience, your only interaction so far has been through letters, through correspondence, because mm-hmm. you've travelled to the university uh, to study your PhD and right. you wanted to find a supervisor before getting here, which is a pretty normal thing. Yeah, and I suppose without, you know, access to an internet, there's not really any much background research I can do. Yeah, exactly. So you yeah, probably okay. um, were recommended her maybe from your yeah, previous right. college where you were mm-hmm. studying in your, um, your bardic studies. Yep. I've read a few journals by her, that kind of thing, journal articles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. 
and there, there's you know what she's researching and uh, like your your interactions uh, through letters. We're like, yeah, this sounds like someone I want to uh, study with or study mm. underneath. Cool. So you knock on the door, mm-hmm. and um, there's a, a voice inside. Please come in. I open up the door and I walk in. I kind of stick my head around it and I'm like, Dr. Piedmont? No, please call me Jillian. Hi, hi. Jillian is a halfling woman of like middle age. Mm hmm. And this is distinctly an office space that was built for a human. Okay. And so her furniture that she's moved in here looks very small in comparison to the rest of the room. Mm hmm. Uh, and she's doing her best to, like, make the place feel uh, homely and efficient with, like, putting books on shelves and doing all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, while still having, like, boxes of books and, and various bits and pieces still stacked up around her. Yeah, right. She's managed to, like, carve out an entire little office space to herself, uh, whereas some supervisors have to share office spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You notice that she has the like the blinds fully down because it is the afternoon, but the sun is trying like beaming through that window. Yeah. Okay. So it, it already it has that kind of like even without proper furniture, the sun's doing a good job of making it feel warm and homely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, please. Um. Uh. She like clears away some books. Have a seat. Um. I'm still getting settled in here. They've only recently moved us in. Again. Oh, it looks really good what you've done with the place, though. I'm sorry, I'm Meredith. I, fe- yes. I feel like you may have, have figured that out by now, though. <laughs> I've been expecting you. We had this time <laughs> scheduled out. Well, she looks at the at the window. Well, through the, the blinds at the window. It's getting late already. Um, yes. I'm Dr. Gillian Pymont. You can just call me Gillian. It's very nice to meet you. Please, have a seat. Would you like some tea? And she'll, like, go over and start messing with her. So... The rest of the office is still like in shambles, but she's got a tea set like <gasps> set up, and she's already oh, like brewed this is some so tea. Good. I have some biscuits as well. Oh, I would love some. Thank you so much, Julian. That's lovely. Um, so she'll offer you some. It'll be some like lavender tea with some Ooh. iced biscuits. Very, very halflingy. I like it. Um, well, you know, it's nice to have a taste of home. Yeah, I, I have to say, I haven't had good lavender tea in so long. This is delightful. Thank you. Ah, well, you should make your over to Far Home. They have the best halfling food in all of Thermasters. Oh, they don't have those roast potatoes, do they? They do. The smashed ones with the garlic? Mm-hmm. <gasps> you get the edges just so crispy. Mm. Mm, not only that, they have three kinds of seasoning. Mm, it's just <gasps> the best. Yes. Okay, I'm going to go check that out. Thank you so much. Not a problem. So... Tell me more about what you're interested for your research. Yeah, so I was really interested in kind of following in your footsteps, really, um, and hoping that you would, you know, give me some advice about what direction to take. But I'm really interested in in looking at the representation of halflings within the history and philosophy, so the development of artificing. Um, so looking at, at kind of who we remember and why we remember them and maybe highlighting some people that have been forgotten and maybe thinking about um, some toponymies and why things are named a certain way and and just kind of trying to let people know who's out there, really. I feel like we get overlooked so often and I'm just so encouraged to see that that you're doing, you know, a whole bunch in this area. It's really great and I want to I make my mark. I'm really excited. Good. 
good. That's really good to hear. Um, okay. So it sounds like you've done some reading in the area already. Yes. I think the best thing to do is to dive straight into it. Mm-hmm. I've prepared a list of books. <gasps> I think that you'll want to be acquainted with. Awesome. Fantastic. She hands you this list and it like unrolls as you like open it. <gasps> this is a long list. It is quite long, but given the breadth of what you're trying to study Mm -hmm. it's important to understand a lot of different areas right because it's all about finding that gap right yes so artificing has so many different areas involved in the construction process okay there are so many stages right where what you're interested in fit the underrepresentation of smaller races that you might be able to find there, mm. because there definitely is mm-hmm. stuff there to work on. Okay. And it might look like a lot. Okay. But I remember having to go through a similar list during my postgraduate studies. <laughs> so I'm sure you'll do just fine. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure I will. I'm just, oh, it's a little bit kind of daunting, you know, when you first come in and start. I'm sure I'll be fine. And the more I get into it, the more I just want to keep reading. It's so fascinating. Good. Good. Because when you finish with that list, I have another one. Oh! Meredith just kind of looks at her and blinks a little bit and kind of... You know how, how you kind of get that feeling where you're like, oh, what have I gotten myself into? Mm-hmm. And your stomach like drops a tiny bit and you're like, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Um, do you want me to, like, am I, am I reporting back on this or so this will probably form a lot of what will go into your literature review okay and this is mostly establishing uh, a groundwork of understanding right as you're going through this list i'm sure some of these will be very familiar mm-hmm. you don't have to read all of them cover to cover okay you point to the list but i'm sure there are definitely things in here which are going to be very useful to you. Hmm. Okay. And all of these books I can find in the library, or will I have to go elsewhere? Um, all of these should be in the library. Okay, great. I have met the librarian already, actually. He was really nice. The the head librarian? Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. Good fellow. Yeah. What was his name again? I can't quite remember. Oh, it's Bonin. Oh, Bonin. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Bonin the librarian. Fantastic. No, he was great. He sent us on this massive adventure. It was wonderful. I mean, there were some things chasing us and some bushes came to life, but, you know, that's all right. I feel like that's kind of what we can expect here at, at Firamastis, right? Oh. She, like, takes a sip of tea. Um, I suppose so. Ah, okay. So that was not normal. Um, well, everyone's university experience is going to differ. Okay, so I... Right, cool, gotcha. Um, well, I'll get reading. <laughs> uh, can we, can we have, um, do we have weekly meetings or, or? Yes, let's have weekly meetings. Okay. Um, let's say moving forward next week, every Wednesday. Yeah, that sounds great. About this time, I'll have tea. Oh, sounds so good. Maybe I can, I can go investigate and see if I can make some, um, some Condwell Grove biscuits. Ooh, <gasps> that does sound lovely. If you've never had those, they're amazing. They've got lavender sprinkled on top and they've got sesame seeds in them. And, oh, they're just 
so peanutty and lovely and they're great. Sesame seeds, lavender them. and peanuts. That sounds great. <laughs> yes. If you have taste buds, it's fantastic. No. <laughs> um, no, they're delightful and I, I really miss them and I'll have to dig out my mother's recipe. They were so good. Mm. Well, get a start on those books and I guess I'll see you next week. Absolutely. Do you have any more questions for me? Actually, um, hang on. I'm, I'm actually in my office most days. Okay. So if you need to reach me, you can come here. Great. I can absolutely do that. I mean, I don't have any questions for you right now. I think... Because I've only just started, I don't really know what to expect. So Fair enough. I think it's good to have some direction and to, to you know, know that I need to do some reading, I guess. But um, I guess the more reading I do the, and the more I chat to you, the, the more I'll have an understanding of what I'm supposed to be doing, I guess. That's how it works, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, cool. Actually, hang on. Um, whereabouts are you staying? Are you on campus? Yeah, I'm in the um, Griffin Hall, um, right on campus. It's really nice, actually. Oh, well, since Griffin Hall was a postgraduate residence, I can actually organise an area oh, that really? we can have there as an office that space. That would be fantastic. There's not a lot of space here in the... And she, like, pauses for a moment. Sociology department. Right. What did it used to be? It looks like you guys have just moved. Oh, uh, this whole floor used to be devoted to draconic texts. Ah. I think it's been absorbed by the classics department. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm sure that makes sense somewhere. That reminds me, speaking of mm. cross-discipline uh, studies, I think you would really benefit from becoming familiar with some of those tinkerers over in the engineering department. Oh, really? That sounds fun. What do they do? Uh, to be honest, explode things, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fun. Okay, I'm definitely going to go and meet some of them. Do I just walk in or do I just... You know, do I make an appointment? Um, well, I'd wait until at least one explosion. <laughs> because they're less likely to occur in groups, is what I find. Okay. Right, okay, so I've really got to, like, wait for my opportunity. How's Jillian doing with Meredith's level of enthusiasm? <laughs> um, she, like, she seems to be really excited as well. Like, she's a little overwhelmed by some of the things you've been talking about, but she's, like, excited to, you know, to support you and um, you know, see what your research comes like, what comes from your research. Awesome. Well, it's lovely to meet you. Um, and I guess I'll send you regular letters and updates, and and I'll see you next Wednesday. Sounds good. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jillian. I'll catch you later. Bye. Bye. Oh, where do you want me to put my tea? Empty cups. Oh, um, I'll just take. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Go. Bye. Uh, and so with that. Uh, realize that you can actually go to the student administration building because you can pick up your uh, your stipend. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. So time to I get monies. Time to get your scholarship money. <gasps> Ooh. So you'll make your way over there. Hey everyone, it's your friendly Dungeons and Doctorates DM here, wanting to remind you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DN Doctorates. Remember to use the hashtag DNDoctorates or the hashtag AcademicAdventurers. This episode is a little bit more downtime as our adventurers do some academic things, meet their supervisors, you know, everyday things that people do. Uh, if you want me to read a personal message on the show, Joe or Ross or Kate or any of the characters on the show to read a message out to someone special, you can find a link to that 
on our social media page. I also wanted to thank everyone for listening to the first four episodes of the show. We've had a blast making it. The next episode comes out on Thursday, the 3rd of September. It's the start of a new arc. It's a really good one. We think you're going to love it. So thanks again for listening, and uh, I hope you tune in in two weeks' time for the next episode. All right, let's get back to the show. So we follow Meredith as she leaves her supervisor's office and heads towards the student administration building. As she walks down the main thoroughfare of the university, she notices that there are a number of tables set up for societies that are based around the various faculty at the university. So there's the the law society and the business society and there's an architect society. But what catches your attention is up ahead, you see Harold and Potentia having a conversation standing in front of the biology society's table. All right. I walk up to them. I, actually, before I do, do they look like they're having... What kind of conversation do they look like they're it, having? They look like they've, they've just bumped into each other. Um, and Harold was probably chatting with the Biology Society's president mm-hmm. um, before he bumped into Tepentia. Okay. I'm going to, like, bounce up to them and say, Hello! You're in a great mood. Full of energy. This is just... You've only known me for a few days, but... <laughs> oh, I'm a little bit offended. How are you guys? What's been happening? It wasn't a criticism. I was just noting your exuberance. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, but how are you? What's been happening? I just had a very interesting meeting with my uh, my supervisor. Who, um, speaking of exuberance, I I had forgotten the exuberance of dwarves. You know, they He was a very interesting fellow. Oh yeah. What's his name? His name is uh, Zinlaz. Mm-hmm. Uh, great dwarven name. Um, and yeah, he's a professor of astronomy here, which is which is great. Oh, fantastic. So what are you going to be studying with? Well, um, various things. He um, has a few tasks for me. He wants me to go on some expedition, I believe, to to make some observations, which... Uh, oh. Yeah, it's, it's kind of great. You, you know, you don't really get to do this kind of work as an undergrad, you know. You, you sort of yeah. follow along with the pack, and this will be my first outing as a sort of independent thinker, I guess. Oh, that sounds really fun. Are you going somewhere interesting? Uh, I don't know how interesting it will be, um, but... I'm, I'm looking forward to it, nonetheless. Sounds good. Fair enough. What about you, Meredith? Well, it's been pretty good. I just had a, my very first meeting with my supervisor as well, Professor Piedmont. Just, oh, she just seems so much on my level. I'm so excited to be studying with her. But she's basically just given me this massive reading list and she kind of, like, pulls out this scroll and unravels it and it's about as tall as she is. Like, did you guys get something this long? I, I did, unfortunately. I have a few texts to read myself, which is not my strong suit. Um <sighs> Very good at putting off doing tasks like that, if I'm being honest. Um, well, maybe we should start some kind of, like, you know, meeting where we have to get together and, and keep each other accountable. And I'm so sorry, Potential, I interrupted you again. I should start doing that. Fine. I, I, I was just going to say I got given this and I'm just, just, she just pulls this very large tome out of her bag. Is that it? Yes, that's, that's all for now. For now. It's a, it's a jumping off point. How was your supervisor? Was was he or she pretty okay? Do you reckon you guys will get along? I th- I think Dr. Chant and I will get along just fine. Just fine. He seems like my kind of person. Very busy, but but that's good. It, it, it organized. Okay. Yes, I mean he he does have an interesting sense of humor, but I'm sure I'm sure that will be fine. Endearing. 
fine. Hmm. I'm kind of worried that I may become uh, an alcoholic by the end of this. Um, uh? Zinlas rather love to drink, and oh, that dwarven, oh, that dwarven liquor is quite potent. I must say, I can still feel the tickle in the back of my throat. Meredith kind of nods knowingly and goes, mm, "Yeah, it does take a little bit of getting used to, but you get there. It's worth it. It's tasty. It's drinking a clock somewhere." Mm, Did you know always. it comes in pints? <laughs> 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 Meredith just kind of looks at him and, and rolls her eyes. All right, continue. <laughs> Excellent. So, what did I interrupt? What were you guys talking about? Oh, just life, the universe, and everything. We're just catching up on up on each other's mornings, really. We were having a, a brief discussion with the squishies over there, studying uh, biological. Things. I'm sorry. Say what now? The squishies, you know, the the people, the, the squishy things, the the the, the plants and and fauna and, and such. I feel like they've probably got a, a more, you know, official name than the squishies. Yes, but it's rather less fun, isn't it? Is it though? Harold, what was your undergrad? What do you mean? If I recall, Just... didn't <laughs> Harold study <laughs> biology in undergrad? Isn't that in your backstory? Yes, takes one to know one. <laughs> there you go. Okay. There we are. So you're allowed to. Ah, I, see. I see. You've you've uh, you've uh, gone from from being a squishy to being someone who just stargazes. Is that it? Well, I wouldn't say just. Um, you know, there's a lot of mystery in the stars, of course. But yes, I um, you know I, I studied uh, more zoological kind of studies. You know, I didn't take too much look at plants. I. Uh, you know, water goes up, water goes down. I'm not sure what other mysteries there are, but uh, yes, um, you know, I, I, it's an affectionate term. It's just, uh, you know, it, it is a bit squishy compared to, say, you know, whatever you're doing, potentially, which you still haven't told us about. It's been weeks. I know. It's a bit, well, it's very you. And what is that supposed to mean? Well, you're just an enigma wrapped in a mystery, that's all. That's why we like you. Ah. She's it- saying you're a little cold, is all. <laughs> you know. And I'm sure you have your reasons, and I, I wouldn't want to push too much, but I, I am curious. Well, if you have been at this university, as you say you have, Harold, then you would know that Dr. Chant is a, mem- is a member of the Conjuration School. Ooh. Yeah, I can't say, I, um, I can't say I've spent much time with the, uh, the, the sorcerers and conjurers. Um, sorcerers? W- wizards, friend. Wizards. Goodness me. That's a nerve. <laughs> that is a nerve and a half. <laughs> well, this is coming from the person who just called the biologist squishies, so, you know. Clearly loves a stereotype. Mm. That, uh, to be fair, Meredith, I don't know that we ever heard what exactly you will be studying with your supervisor, aside from that you have a very extensively long list that is, uh, in your words, taller than you are. Yes. No, I'm looking more at the history of artificing and representation of certain people. I'm I'm very interested in looking at the um, representation of halflings in um, the history of artificing and um, engineering and um, shining some light on some people. That's very specific. Yes. Well, that's kind of what a PhD is all about, isn't it? Yes. It seems very you. Yes, mm, I suppose, eventually. I so. Shall we go and pick up the solution to the financial burden known as our stipend then? I think we should. My pockets are feeling a tiny little bit dusty. Are you sure that's not because you've been messing around in the dirt with the artificers and the engineers? Well, 
Uh, I mean, it's possible, but not likely. Yeah, I think those meetings are next week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you, you head off towards the student administration building to collect your your scholarship money, your stipend, what the university is paying you to conduct your research. And you find there's actually uh, a bit of a line of postgraduates who have arrived to collect their monthly salary is the wrong word, but it's pretty close, their stipend. Mm. So after a short wait, you get to the front of the line and an administration officer presents you with a receipt and a small pouch containing the money that you'll use to pay for your accommodation, your food, general living expenses. And of note is that Potentia receives an extra envelope Mm. that upon examination has the stylized question mark of the Enigma Society printed on it. Bougie. Well, Harold, um, you know, takes a small amount of notice of the the, the envelope, but um, opens his envelope and takes a look at the receipt and just raises one eyebrow and then lowers it again and just, you know, pockets the stipend. Potentially just puts both in her pocket to deal with later. Mm. Meredith opens hers and, like, counts it. And then puts it back in her pocket. Okay. And you can kind of see that she's doing like sums and things in her brain. And then she goes, okay. The, the cool. numbers and floating around her head. She's calculating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly how much money she doesn't have. <laughs> you know how you do that thing when you like check your bank account and you're like, okay, I've got this much money left, which means I can do this, 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 and this, but not oh. that. She's internally budgeting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Harold, question for you. Hmm. Where's the best place to get basic things? A market or something like that? Uh, how basic are we talking? Oh, I just need to pick up a few, like, bits and pieces um, that I might have left at home. So things like a healer's kit. I left a couple of bits and pieces at home. And I think, you know, based on our last adventure, I, I might need a few extras that I wasn't expecting to need. Yeah, uh, we can head up to the uh, the merchant district. And uh, oh, cool. the uh, the mage-like district is actually very close, potentially, if, uh, you know, you have some things you may want. I might do some perusing, see what might be affordable at some point. Um, so you head out uh, of the administration building and start walking through the campus. Uh, Potential is just going to drop back very slightly from, like, so that Harold and, and Meredith can lead the way, but she's going to be more perambulatory, mm. if you will, as she pulls the uh, question mark marked envelope from her pocket to have a look at what it is. Uh, so as Meredith and Harold uh, have a conversation and you kind of step back, you draw the envelope out and open it up. It's uh, sealed with wax and written inside is uh, a letter addressed to you specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, for thanks for returning a much missed book. Then it has the letters C114. Then it has 2268. 74, and it's signed by Bonin the Librarian. This sounds like an enigma. I'm just going to slip it back in my pocket and catch up with the group. Okay. Whilst whilst thinking about what those, that sequence of numbers and letter might refer to. Um, if you want, you can give me a intelligence check. <laughs> uh, that's a four, Ben. Mm. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Actually, technically... That's a six, <laughs> but that's a six. Okay. Ouch. 
the 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 numbers, <laughs> the letters that are eluding you, and what they could mean. Cool, cool. Um, I'm just gonna keep thinking about it while I catch up to the group. Um, can uh, I please because reception uh, yes. checks from Harold and Meredith. <laughs> oh, seven. Oh, I'm really good at perception. Hey, isn't your passive perception higher than that, Harold? My <laughs> passive perception is twenty. Yes. <laughs> Can he not have passive? Yeah. Okay. That? So we'll, we'll pa- like... so we'll say that that Harold and Meredith both notice you slip back behind them, and didn't think yeah. much of it. Yeah. I got a but twenty. But you're very clearly now like lost in thought, and they've noticed that you've like lost in thought walking behind them. Copy for your thoughts, their potential. I would argue they're worth more than that, but just just trying to remember where I've seen a sequence of numbers before. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Do you want to share it with the group? Maybe we could. I help? thought you were doing um, conjuration. Are you switching to numerology all of a sudden? Oh, I'm sorry, Harold. I didn't realize you were paying that much attention to what I said. You talked about um, a sequence of numbers just now. <laughs> I did. Uh, yeah, just um, have been given. Some, well, just found some numbers earlier that. They just feel oddly familiar, but I can't remember why. Found them, eh? Okay, well, yeah. um, shall we forward? Um, Meredith just kind of looks at Potentia and, like, gives her this, this like, cutting look and then just kind of goes, you do know, Potentia, that we're your friends. And we can help if you just open up. And can I roll a persuasion check? Can I roll a persuasion check? I love the completely different reactions. <laughs> Hang on, I keep rolling off the table. Harold's just like, Meredith eh, has been waiting for this. But like, Meredith's right, just like, I, I need to know. <laughs> I got a 13, so I rolled a 6, and I have plus 7 persuasion. Okay. Does it have to go against, um, are we doing this as a um, um, as opposed? Or is no, it- it's not an opposed check. You aren't like opposing her, her attempt at friendship, unless you are. In which case, if you can <laughs> make, you can make the decision, the is, a, is a 13 <laughs> persuasive enough for, for Potentia to open up? Because, like, my instinct is to say, I don't know that she would open up to a, like, open up to a sentiment like that, mm. which, like, and that's based on the conversation that you and I have had before, yeah, yeah. Ben, which um, is really unfortunate. In which case, maybe yeah. Potentia uh, feels compelled slightly to share this small bit of information. Um... I was given a sequence of nine digits uh, preceded by a letter, and I just can't recall where they're from. That, that's all. It's, it's not anything of great mm. import. It's just, you know, one of those things where you get, where you sort of have a puzzle going on in your own head. You're sure this isn't connected to this little outing we had a few days ago? I don't know why it would be connected to such a thing, she says with a sort of... That is... Clear, that is such smoke. a lie. That is such a lie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Insight check. Yeah. Um, Potentia. <laughs> make, oh, that's make a nat one. That's oh a my nat god. One. The dice are being very rude to me tonight. <laughs> nat one. I want to hear how Sucks. how good Potentia's lie was though. So let have her yes. roll a deception, please. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that's a six, but given you got a nat one, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah beats my four. <laughs> yeah. Can can Meredith just kind of step in between them and like pat um, Potentia's hand and just look at her and go, "It's okay. You don't have to share your what you you know. You don't have to share if you don't want to. But we're here when you're ready to." And then she just kind of turns and pulls Harold with her, and like they walk off. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and they continue oh. walking. Is potential moved at all? I, I say, I, I do, I do say to Meredith as we as we take a few steps away. I say, um, you do realise that um, that little outing we went on the other week was probably for this little club of hers. She seemed to have joined, right? Yeah, I'm aware of it. Don't worry. Give her some time. She'll get there. <laughs> we will crack her. You may crack her. Um, you are definitely persistent. I will give you that. Ah, stick with me, my friend. It'll be all right. Well, I've had a lot of fun so far, so I don't see why not. Shall we Shall we spend some money? That is, um, yeah, I mean, I, absolutely. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a great pastime, but it, it does pass the time a little, at least. Uh, y- yep, you and I have definitely lived very different lives. <laughs> um, yeah, let's definitely do that. I think there's there's a few things that I need to pick up, and I think Potentia might have some things that she'll have to look at as well. So, But I'm really hungry. I don't know about you. Yes, well, I'm, I'm always up for a feed, so uh, yes, let's, let's do that. Let's do it. And she kind of, like, skips off. <laughs> uh, yes, you know, um, I don't know if you've been uh, there yet, but there's this awesome place called Beastie Burgers, my absolute mm. favourite. Um, they have every kind of thing you can imagine there. Jeez, uh, uh, if you haven't been, we should definitely go. I'm really hungry all of a sudden after all of this talk of food. Mmm. What's what's their best thing? What's your favourite thing on the menu? Um, well, I mean, I, I'm a bit of a traditionalist personally, so I, I like the, the the cheeseburger. But uh, you know, maybe if you're into more vegetarian fare, they have some mm. pretty interesting uh, burgers uh, with with purely vegetarian ingredients. All right, so the three of you, Potentia, I imagine you follow. Yeah. Uh, head to Beastie yeah. Burgers and order some I've completely, some meals. I've completely ignored the um, we're just going to go off without you mentality. I'm just like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to follow along by having like, don't be an idiot. So you uh, get to Beastie Burgers, place some orders for some food, some excellent burgers, uh, some, some fried potatoes, which is unusual, but very delicious, mm. uh, and order some drinks. Meredith volunteers to go and get the drinks. Okay. And so she goes and gets them. Um, while she's gone, are there like, is there anything on the table? Like, I assume we're finding a table. Yeah, so there's, there'll be like, um, fantasy napkins. They're just like thin pieces of paper that are used, you know, as napkins. Uh, and there's condiments on the table, salt, pepper, ketchup, mustard, those kinds of things. Think, think, uh, think like diner. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Is that the kind of vibe we're going for? It's a medieval fantasy diner. Medieval fantasy diner. Love it. Um, Excellent. Cool. Can I, while Meredith is exuberantly off getting our drinks, um, can I swipe one of those napkins and just write that number sequence down? Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to think about what it means. So you pull out, like, grab like a I'm napkin, it out. pull out ink quill and an ink pen, and start like scribing, yep. writing it down. <laughs> well, I was, I was more thinking, I was more thinking, small piece of charcoal, piece of graphite type, okay, okay. rather than than full quill ink setup given that's probably on my desk yep bit of charcoal start like writing down this number number sequence so you don't i mean not that you would forget it because you have the letter still but yes you do write it down no but more in a more in a wanting to draw all over something to try and get it out of my head and yeah think about it a bit okay more um so as you're sitting there not talking to harold writing this down nope. <laughs> harold will see that you're writing these numbers and letters down i will pretend not to have noticed <laughs> Until eventually uh, Meredith comes back with some drinks mm-hmm. and witnesses these two people who are quote-unquote friends 
sitting and, and not talking? Well, I think I think it's more that that uh, that Potentia is absolutely one hundred percent just like thinking about this mm. problem okay. that she cannot get out of her own brain, and it's not that she's ignoring Harold; it's that she's so focused on something else that she's kind of blocked out the existence. She's wandered along in thought, ordered stuff, sat down, and is still fully immersed in trying to figure this out. And Harold's doing his best not More. to look like he's super interested in what you're doing. Oh, yeah. I'm very interested. I'm just trying to look like I'm not. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Meredith, oh, welcome no. to this scene. All right, Meredith. <laughs> yeah. She comes back and kind of like, Sorry, Meredith, plonks like the things back down on the table and slides drinks over to Harold and Potentia and just kind of looks pointedly at Potentia and then rolls her eyes a little bit, shakes her head, and then looks at Harold and goes, All right. After lunch, where to? Okay, so I'm going to get perception rolls from, from Meredith. <laughs> uh, with Harold's passive perception of 20, he can just see what levels and numbers are because potentially he's not doing a great job of hiding them necessarily. Okay, so i got a 10. Okay, so you don't see the, the exact numbers <laughs> and letters because it is still, like, written on table and she's mm-hmm. writing all over it. But Harold, you definitely see these letters and numbers. Uh, can you please right, remind me what those are again? C one one four two one seven two six four. Given that you are now thinking about this, can I please mm. have an investigation roll from you and Potentia as well? Uh, sixteen. Uh, seventeen. Mm. Uh, a nice. light bulb moment goes off at the same time for both of you, and you realise that C one fourteen is a building designation, floor number, and room number. Mm-hmm. Cool. And Harold knows that the C block is the old chemistry building. Great. That's cool. But the second half is still mysterious. The second half mysterious, has not uh, made itself clear to you. Okay. Hang on. Does this fantasy university have a chemistry department? Yeah. Alchemy. It's, yeah, it's sure. a, the, the, form, awesome. the former All alchemist, right. alchemy, now chemistry department. Yeah. Great. Um, awesome. Where, where do you it. think the potions come from? Um, can I ask a question, Ben? Would I know that it's the chemistry building? No, you have uh-huh. not been here long enough, and it's not an area that you've explored. Cool. Um, I'm just going to circle that part on the napkin mm-hmm. and just write building underneath it. like Because you have seen the map of, of campus, and you know that they, yeah. they do have letters and numbers associated with them. So you're like, oh, that's, yeah. that's C block, level one, room 14. Okay. Yeah. I did wonder why you'd said it that way. That makes more sense. <laughs> I was like, why has he said it like this? re-break up this number so i'm just like again um i feel like this entire group of 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 people understand that thing of when someone is just puzzling over something when they're sitting down to eat at at, on a in a university cafe or whatever and they're just they're not actually paying attention to what else is going around and they're just (laughs) i mean you're you're, at this point your food has arrived you haven't taken a bite yet but it's definitely sitting there like smelling nice and sitting next to you uh whereas the other two are like getting into their meals chowing down yeah uh, ben, what were the names of the um, the shops and stuff that we could go to? There's um, the Adventurers Guild, which is not technically a shop, but it does have a swap meet going on. Um, there is yep. Magic Mart. Uh, Magic Mart for all the magic yep. art needs. There's Shock <laughs> yep. and Awe, which is unusual items for unusual situations. Think of, think of Magic Mart as like fantasy Walmart, um, yep. where it kind of has everything that the... <laughs> metagaming for a moment, the player's handbook, magic items, the Dungeon yeah. Master's Guide, magic items. Yeah. Whereas um, Shock and Awe are kind of my, my handmade artisanal magic items. Mm. The Adventurer's Guild has 
other items that you can go because they do have like a, a swap meet where they adventurers sell things they no longer need or they've picked up on adventures mm. and they sell them and those have interesting like backstories to the items and they have sometimes sometimes adventurers undervalue them so they can get some good deals sometimes adventurers overvalue so you have to kind of like haggle them down and the adventurers mm-hmm. also don't necessarily okay. always trade money as well like you could exchange other items things that they could find mm-hmm. of value like information maybe mm. yeah or like my staff of mending for your yeah, know, exactly. Dagger of returning or whatever. Uh, and the Adventurers Guild is okay. Uh, you would know is located in the West Gate. Uh, the the most common, the, right. the biggest Adventurers Guild in Ferramustus is called the Three Heroes Adventurers Guild, named mm. after three heroes who settled here um, after a, a very successful dungeon diving. And I'm guessing Magic Mart and Shokanor are in the Merchant District and the, ma- yeah, the exactly. Magic District Mart area. Magic Mart and are in the Mage Light District. Uh, you're, you're finished your meals. Potentially is, hasn't touched hers, but it's getting cold. I will try and sneak a deep-fried piece of potato. From me? Mm. I've, I, I demolished mine. Um, it was let's done Let's get a, a stealth check from you and a perception check from Potentia. <laughs> <laughs> um, 12. Uh, 19. Oh, yeah, you notice. <laughs> Damn, that's pretty good, yeah. I'm just going to smack, like, again, completely focused, but I'm just like, smack his hand away and, from my from my deep fried potato. Just that. Nope. No, mine. <laughs> like, I don't care that it's cold. Mine. <laughs> All right, that, that, that interaction will provoke me to say, um, shall we eat on the go then? I mean, Meredith is done. Yeah, I, I think it's <laughs> uh, Is there, is there, uh, so this has all come on plates? Yes. Clarification. Yeah. How many napkins on the table? Um, there is a surplus of <laughs> napkins for people, for, for patrons to come through and, and use as required. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, I'm going to just like look at them both and just like kind of reluctantly wrap up my, bur- like, my, my very sad now cold burger. I'm like, oh. eat it later and take my small thing of fried potatoes as though I'm ready to like eat them on the go. Um, to be like, fine, in that sort of, Fine. I clearly wasn't paying attention. My fault. Like, yep, good, fair. All right, let's go. <laughs> we got to go. So which shop is closest? Let's head to that one first. So the Adventurers Guild in in Westgate is closer. All right, Harold, with mm. having seen these numbers and your local knowledge about the university, something clicks in your mind. Yes. And you remember, I think the chemistry building has lockers. Uh-huh. Okay. Good. Good to know. So you're heading uh, out of Beastie Burgers, um, walking out of the campus, about to make your decision about where you're going to go. Okay, so as we're walking through the campus, um, I will turn to Potentia and say, you know, um, someone who's been around this place for a while might have a pretty simple time of deciding what those numbers mean. uh, She looks at him and just goes... Do you think they mean something to do with the campus? Uh, I, I believe so. Um, C114, I, I feel like you may have already figured out, is uh, a building location. But uh, obviously you, you haven't been around too long yet. Um, if you had been, you may realise that, that that second string of digits is quite likely a, um, a locker allocation. So 
are there lockers in whichever location C114 is? There certainly uh, are. And I, she, she starts fumbling like into her bag trying to find the map that they picked up like during like, the orientation. scavenger hunt yeah. back in the day. Yeah. I can save you the trouble. Uh, that's the chemistry building. World's biggest eye roll with the sort of like, and you didn't think to say something while we were, while I was thumping my head basically against the floor. Like, so Harold takes note of that, but doesn't offer a response. Um, shall we, uh, I mean, it's only a small diversion. We could head there before we go on, onto the town. I think that sounds like a good plan. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Good. And after our last uh, excursion, uh, I'm rather curious what this all means. Yeah. Okay, so you uh, make a diversion, basically a swift left-hand turn, and make your way over to the the chemistry building, which is, uh, it's technically a new building, but due to some incidents, it looks older than it is. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Chemistry being a relatively new uh, science in the fantasy world here. Uh, Previously, Mm -hmm. it was all uh, alchemy. So you um, you head into the chemistry building, to level one, to room fourteen, where you find a row of lockers, and Harold, with his excellent perception, spots immediately one of these lockers has a question mark scratch onto it. Uh, that uh, could I see your envelope again? Potentia is going to pull the envelope from her pocket, but. Um, keep her hand in such a way that she hides that it's been opened. That makes sense. Yeah, cool. Um, like, I will give me a side of, of hand check, potential. Oh, interesting. <laughs> no, wait, where's my dice gone? It's going to be a hard roll. Twenty-one. <laughs> 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 uh, okay, 21. so you beat that his does beat, that wow. does That does beat me, yeah. Okay, okay. so, yeah. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> All right. Well, you know. Can I just make an observation, like yeah. sort of as Meredith, but not as Meredith? Yeah. Being potential must be flipping exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good uh, grief. Uh, cool. Well, yeah. I didn't. I didn't see the. I didn't see the little trick. Uh, but I. I do. I do see the. Uh, I, I re-recognize the question mark that I. I saw on the envelope at the. Because uh, you've, you've also seen the Enigma Society around campus. A couple of times. You don't really know much about them, but I saw her talking to them mm. uh, during our first session, also. But I obviously—that's as much as I know that she was talking to them. Yeah. Um, and I, I obviously just saw the question mark on the envelope in the uh, the, the the student administration building, and I say, um, "Oh, that uh, that that little symbol on your envelope over there appears to be scratched into that locker over there." Potentially, is going to go straight across to the locker. And um, does it have a like tumbler lock on it, it, or does it have it has a, a turn combination? The, the type that would require yeah. three numbers to solve. Cool. Um, she's going to try and open it. What one might describe as the traditional way, which is memories. Oh God, how do I open a combination lock? For those for those listening at home, I'm now physically holding a fake combination lock in my hands, trying to remember this. Um, going right, left, right with those numbers, if that makes. Yep. Uh, with the final one, the combination lock clicks open, unlocking this locker. Cool. Um, I open the locker. Like, there's no... You aren't, like, yeah. slowly, you're just going to oh, swing it open immediately. Um, 
no, like not swinging it wide, not swinging it fast. Okay. As, as she's if, as she's reaching to open it, I go, oh wait, and and I'm assuming it's too late that the locker is open. But. The locker is open. There is no mm-hmm. yeah uh, terrible thing that happens. Great, an no. audible sigh of relief is heard from Harold. <laughs> uh, inside this locker is a pouch containing what, based on its shape, a an amount of coins and a note on it that says for you and your companions to share. Thank you again, Bono. Um, can I put the note in my pocket and turn around and say... Uh, so um, you're doing it so that uh, they don't see the note? Yeah. Slide of hand. The note is... <laughs> against their perceptions. It's another 21. All right. Well, give me a lot of a roll of perception check. Because they are like yeah, watching you do this. Fifteen. I got five. All right. So yeah, they. So you <laughs> slip it like in your sleeve into your pocket. They don't see the note at all. Like I just, I just sort of, yeah, I sort of slip the note out, but I turn around with the pouch in my hand and shut the locker behind me and relock it. If that makes sense. Yep. Before I open it, I'm just going to turn around and say, "Looks like someone was pleased with our work." Hmm. Um. And just, yeah, open it. Up. When you open up this pouch, uh, without spending the time to count it now you will find that this pouch contains 750 gold pieces oh ooh, nice i'm not gonna make you like sit um, down and count it and work out how much this <laughs> no cool cool it is um, quite a hefty sack with all those coins in there mm-hmm. 750 yeah. gold pieces would weigh it's heavy uh i think it's like seven something pounds 2.2 pounds to the kilo. So if it's seven pounds, about three kilos, three and a half kilos. I think that's how it works for coins and stuff. But yeah, not important, really. You can carry it and you have a bunch of money, which would be very useful to go shopping. What? Crazy. Shopping trip. <laughs> it's always like you wanted us to find this, Ben, and not faff about in cafes mm. and things. <laughs> Interesting uh, observation. I mean, he- uh, he, he, he offered us he, he offered us the opportunity to go eat food. So of course. <laughs> Actually, how much did uh, how much did dinner cost? By the um, way, we didn't. We'll just um, we'll just say it. We'll say we'll say it comes out of your stipend. That's what you've. That comes great. out of the stipend. Okay. I mean that's fair. That's that's sort of money. That's oh here we go. Out of an ounce. So fifty coins weighs a pound. So yeah, it's it's actually more like fifteen pounds. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. Well, Winner. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. We need to go spend that before we have to cut it around everywhere. Um, you don't have to spend all of it now. You can save some of it for future items and things. Yeah. It's true. Um, I have sent you some sensible. list of, of things you wanted to do. Uh, but now we mm. can do a shopping montage. Woohoo! Potentia uh, is going to evenly distribute that money between the three people before they leave. In a notional, like, you help me do the thing. Therefore, it's only fair that we share it mm-hmm. and you, e- kind of you way, evenly split know, like yeah okay three ways mm. split because i got what i wanted you... out of their help yeah so mm. the only fair way to do that is like in you her get mind a very dignified it. and appreciative nod from harold and you also get a a kind of like um friendly pat on the shoulder from meredith well i say on the shoulder it's probably more on the elbow <laughs> um I but, should you point know, out ask, that, is, is that 250 gold pieces seen? is probably the most money you've ever had uh, yeah, by yourself say. at any one point ever. 
For me, yeah. yeah. No, no, 100%. For, for you. For, like most people, because mm. people can typically live on a couple gold pieces yeah. like a year. Like if you're if you're, oh. if you're if you're not wealthy and you just want to have like right. you know, a simple life, you can live on a couple of gold pieces a year. Okay, so this is this is a big yeah. deal. Right, I get it. Um, okay, but, uh, I'm going to rephrase gold that Gold <laughs> is much more used in cities and by adventurers and heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, uh, your spell focus, if you have a spell focus, like a wand or a staff or like a, a gem of some kind, those those items you have are 50 gold pieces and they are considered to be an expensive thing for your character to have at level one. Mm-hmm. Right. 250 gold pieces is is pretty good. As Meredith turns away, she kind of looks at the at the bag of money and, like, her eyes widen and she's like, and then, like, keeps walking, <laughs> like, puts it in a bag. But she, um, you know, doesn't kind of make a big deal out of it for potential. Yeah, I mean, like, you've maybe seen that much money before, but, like, physically owning that much, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty overwhelmed. I just sort of turn back and just go, I suggest we get, I suggest we don't be found in the chemistry department. You've made enemies uh-huh. here already, have you? But it would be weird to be found hanging around in a room full of lockers if you don't have, if, if one of those lockers is not yours. Who's to say uh, one of them isn't? But okay, point taken. I mean, I'm, I'm keen to get out of here. Um, my pocket is full all of a sudden and uh, the town awaits. Let's go. You know, um, I don't go here too often, but um, my uncle used to frequent the Adventurers Guild, and it, it's rather interesting. They they don't sell things per se, but adventurers bring back all sorts of weird things, and you can you can buy them, but also trade if you like. But um, he used to tell me of all these weird and wonderful items that he would come across there that, you know, adventurers would bring back from dungeons or, you know, ruins and such. Um even mm. if you don't want to buy something, it's a fascinating place to to hang out for a little while. Oh, the history of those sorts of things would be really interesting, actually. I think that, that sounds really cool. I reckon we should go there first. What do you reckon, Potentia? I'm happy if you're happy. It's a little out of the way, but um, we have some time. Uh, mm. Why don't we take a walk? Yeah, let's go. You you probably walk along the river through Oak Row, uh, across the bridge to the West Gate, to the Three Heroes Adventurers Guild. Uh, which is a very tall building uh, that slightly leans to one side. It has had additions made to it over the, the centuries and is now a mismatch of, of architectural styles and colours. And the people who frequent this establishment are equally as interesting and unusual as adventurers tend to be. But... Sitting outside the front of the Adventurers Guild Hall is a swap meet. Adventurers are currently buying and selling things that they've picked up through their travels, like a rummage sale, mm-hmm. full of people going about looking at things. Some people in the town just like to come and have a look and see what the adventurers are selling, because yeah. for some people who never leave the city, this is a peek into yeah. the outside world and, and what's what's out there. Can I make an investigation check to see if I can find anything really cool? Yeah, so I've, I've given you these lists of things, so you don't, you don't have any trouble finding them. You'll spend some time there and look around. Okay. Um, so what is it that you were particularly interested in? Well, I was very interested in the cloak of knowing. Do you want me to read out what you said? Yes. I can paraphrase? Yeah, you can paraphrase okay, if you want you. to. So the cloak of knowing is a magical thing um, where basically I can um, attune it and then when I interact with a specific creature, 
Um, the Warwick may recall an interesting bit of information about that creature from the legends and stories and deep secrets of the collected knowledge of the world they've been exposed to. Yeah, so the, the Cloak of Knowing is uh, a magical cloak um, that looks like something a scholar would re- would wear, maybe, except it's yeah. a bit more robust and it's stitching and it's yeah. covered in ink stains. Um, it's sort of garment a traveling priest might wear or a, a particularly adventurous naturalist mm. to attune the Cloak of Knowing. Uh, which this adventurer is selling for 200 gold pieces, requires constant reading of new books. You have to spend at least half an hour each day reading and at least one new book every three days mm-hmm. uh, in order to keep the, the cloak happy because the cloak is hungry for knowledge and as such yeah. uh, has only been worn successfully by a, a few bards and travellers who can get hold of that many books and keep reading. Yeah, so I feel like as a bard who belongs to the college of law um history is one of meredith's um expertise as well so i feel like she's going to have absolutely no problem with this and it's definitely something that would be interesting to wear yeah um great and so the way it works is when you eventually run into something that you want to gain some insight into Mm -hmm. uh you roll a d4 Mm -hmm. and depending on what you roll is which of these things that you can know about. So you know about the conditions of the creature, the resistances of the creature, it's yep. some of its ability scores or its CR. Yeah. Uh, and it's based on the kind of What's text that you've CR? read. Hey, Ben. Yeah. For the newbies, what, what, and for me. Challenge um, rating. Challenge, challenge rating. rating. Yeah. Thank you. So, what does that mean? So how difficult the creature is to fight. Ah, cool. Excellent. So you might be looking at something and think, I think we can fight that thing. Hang on. Mm-hmm. If you roll a four then you happen to recall a, a, a religious text or a, a faction book. Yeah. Um, that said, no, don't do it. It's a trap. Yes, exactly. And for, for the future, okay. when you do roll this thing, mm-hmm. um, I will get you to come up with titles for these these poems, songs, travelogues, <laughs> memoirs. Yes. Those kinds okay. of things. Oh, yes. Awesome. I remember reading um, Joey's book on cooking <laughs> fish this is yep. a, a very dangerous shark we shouldn't yeah definitely um so yeah if you want to to buy that for 200 gold you definitely can you can also uh roll a check and try and haggle it down a little bit if you want 14 plus 7 yeah uh so 14 plus 7 mm. 21 mm-hmm. um you sweet talk the seller and uh they yeah, will they say, ah, oh, you know, you you remind me of of the bard I knew who this used to belong to. Um, I'll I'll, I'll take off twenty gold pieces off the price. Only twenty. <laughs> Can I roll another persuasion? <laughs> mm, sorry, but I I mean I do need to to make some kind of living here. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I enough. mean this is also the you know one of the few keepsakes I have of my my good friend. Uh, who, who passed away. So it, it is going to be tough to have it go. But uh, What happened to your friend? Uh, they unfortunately died. Um, but this cloak is great <laughs> value, and I think it would yep. look good on you. I mean, For 180 gold, I think that's a steal. It's not bad. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I'll go with that. Fantastic. So you exchange right. currency for items. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anyone else that wants to buy something here at the Adventurers Guild? Yeah, so while we're here, um, I would like to uh, ask around a couple of the vendors and uh, I will ask, um, have you heard anything about, um, you may remember an adventurer called Faustus Wentworth? Has he has he been around recently? Uh, so the, the, the few people that you ask, um, a couple of them remember him, mm-hmm. but they haven't seen him for a while. Mm. Can I... Can I find out if I 
overhear him having this conversation? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can be wandering around with him as as uh, Meredith eyes over and haggles for this this cloak. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so yeah, you could have over, overheard that. I mean, he he wasn't cool. hiding it. Nope. Just no, no, just just no, no, no information. Just just wanting to know whether I kind of yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I just say, okay, well, um, you will let me know, won't you? Yeah, buddy, we'll let you know. Cool. All right. And uh, assuming all of that happens, I um, will go and find uh, Meredith and say, uh, happy hunting. Found anything interesting? She very proudly, like, brandishes the cloak and then, like, wraps it around her and um, and it's brushing the floor. As you as you wrap it around you, it uh, adjusts its size to fit you appropriately. Oh, my goodness, that's so good. I love it. Isn't it beautiful? <gasps> it's amazing. It's so it good. looks wonderful on oh, you. Thank you. She's like twisting and like showing off the, the cloak and is very pleased. And as an added bonus, it has just so much history. Like it just it just craves knowledge. It's so good. And it remembers stuff for me. And and oh, I love it. It's just great. That should prove useful in your studies, I imagine. I think so. I really do. Do you have any thoughts, Potentia? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think she looks fabulous? I'm glad it fits. <laughs> it magically so adjusts. Fair enough. So it magically my. adjusts to fit. Oh. That's the least interesting oh. of the things. <laughs> nope. No, it's not. Not to, not to, not to her. Okay. Not at all. All right. All right. Well, I, I think it's fabulous. And, Meredith um, is beaming. <laughs> I, I think um, I, I actually would like to grab myself a couple of basic healing potions so that I don't get caught unawares on this expedition, apparently, that I'm going on soon. Mm. So, um, shall we head to the uh, the merchant quarter? Yeah, let's go. The district. Um, there's actually uh, this this place called the Mage Light District. I think we almost went there. You mm. did. You, you went uh, there and visited uh, the apothecary. We went to the apothecary. Yes, and um, I, I think it would be great to stock up there. I'm sure, potentially, you have a few things you may want there yes, as well. Yes, there's a couple of scrolls I'm on the lookout for so quite mm. like to go to the mage light district as you say never used a scroll myself I um my power comes from the stars but um yeah some fascinating things there actually so, so let's go. you mm. head uh, over to the mage light district through the brass port through the merchant district and you find on the very edge of the mage light district uh, right in front prime real estate in fact is magic mart uh, for all your magic <laughs> uh, And as you approach this building, the two doors in front of it slide away and open, and there's an audible ding as you enter. Magic Mart is is uh, very clean, very well organized with these long rows, very organized with um, labels down the aisles of what everything is. Standing at the door as you enter is a... A teenage human dressed in the Magic Mart uniform. Hello and welcome to Magic Mart, home of all the magic arts you yes. need. <laughs> and you see that he's he's yes. actually um, holding a lever, which is what's caused the door to open as you arrived. <laughs> um, no, I, I I don't want to talk to him. <laughs> 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 I'm like, nope, that's nope. <laughs> I, I, the play, I, the player, 100% want to talk to him. Potentially, the character does not want to talk to him. <laughs> um, so, um, she's going to walk in and see if she can see any form of signage that would indicate where there are 
scrolls for varying yep. different. There are there are scrolls. Um, it's a whole row of scrolls, uh, and they are locked behind glass count like cabinets, and you can see that they've got like this whole row full of scrolls uh, by spell level, and mm-hmm. they've they're, they've been alphabetized. Someone's done a lot of work to to organize this store, and then they've put all these scrolls behind a glass cabinet with doors on it, which are all locked. Cool. I'm just going to go and see if the scrolls that I'm looking for are there while mm-hmm. the others do. What, um, what's what's Harold doing do? in, in Magic Mart? I, I go straight up to the counter um, and I just say, Hello, good afternoon. Um, I, I'm just looking for a couple of, uh, you know, basic potions of healing. You know, just keeping myself out of trouble. You know what it's like. Uh, so at this counter, uh, there is a different teenager... Um, the, mm-hmm. there's like a one who just stands by the door and that's all he does is open the door this one um, <laughs> is working on the checkout uh, and mm-hmm. she looks completely unamused and uninterested in everything going on in all of her surrounding life uh, so you've walked over and asked about healing potions and she says aisle three over there well thank you very cheery <laughs> I, I, I kind of say that half under my breath. Magic Mart for all the Magic Mart needs. Quite. Um, cool. I'll I'll investigate the uh, the aisle and presumably find a number of potions yes. available on the you shelf. Find number of potions. Um, and they're all they've all got like little padlocks on them, like sealing the bottles. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kind that you would need to get someone to unlock um, to gain access to when you leave, presumably. We'll have a plus five deck sleight of hand, maybe. Um, all right. Uh, I, 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 grab, I grab two and um, uh, take them up to the counter. Just those two today? Uh, yes, that's it. Thank you. Uh, how much? Uh, she looks at them, looks at the, the prices. On, you can read, right? Uh, that's a hundred gold. Excellent. And I slide over a hundred gold pieces. Um, uh, she like enters like, like push button like the old typewriters tick 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 into the register pulls a lever thank you for magic mart pulls out the key and unlocks those two mm-hmm. bottles great have a magical day <laughs> ah you as well and um i i stash them in you know that sort of inside of my uh cloak or whatever okay. uh meredith this is the first time you've been to magic mart mm-hmm. it's probably the most unusual store you've ever been to uh, yeah it's- definitely completely different vibe to the Adventurer's Guild you just came from. Yeah, Adventurer's Guild to me kind of struck me as more of like a thrift store kind of thing, but not, you know, like an antique store or something like that where they've just got everything um, out on the table and this is very much not that. Um, There's also like, there must be some bard around somewhere because there's this kind of like light lofty music kind of playing in the the store. Oh, she wants to, yeah, she wants to go look for the bard. Let's go do that. Okay. Uh, Potentia, have you managed to find the scrolls you're looking for? That's a good question. Have I managed to find the scrolls I'm looking for? You know what the scrolls I'm looking yes, for you are. Do, you so. um, but again, they are Great. behind these locked um, cabinets. No, that's fine. I, I wanted to make sure that they were there first, so that's fine. Um, I then wander back to the highly exuberant human at the front desk, uh, front um, door whose entire job is to pull the lever um, and just ask... it. I just ask, is there somebody who can uh, arrange for me to have access to scrolls during the scroll? Oh cabinet, yeah, please? I can do that for you. <laughs> he'll he'll wander <laughs> over with you, uh, with a set of keys he has. 
which one is it that you wanted? Um, one of mage armor and one of unseen servant. Sure thing. Please. Clicks the, the key into the door and opens it up. We keep these locked up so that suspicious people don't just take them and use them in the store. Here you go. Go up to the counter. They'll work you out. Mm-hmm. I take them and give a nod of thanks rather than a verbal thanks because I know that if I speak to him verbally, he's likely to squeak at me again. <laughs> to pay for what I've got. Perfectly fair. Yeah, you'll be able to buy those with no problem, uh, based on the regular, the price I've given. Great. Um, Meredith is still walking through the store, unable to find this bard. Ah, oh, that's a shame. Can I do a like do a any, check of some description? Give me a perception. Okay. Oh yes. Yeah, nailed it. Eighteen plus seven. Excellent. Um, so you find that the music is coming out of these, like, brass tubes in the ceiling. Oh. So there's two, and the tubes, when you follow them, lead off to some back room somewhere, which you can't get access to. Ah. I'm just going to file that away if ever I need some, you know, work at some point. I know where to come. Okay. Potentially. <laughs> yeah. Um... I want, can potentially just wander over to wherever Harold is. And Probably near the front. I, uh, I'm, I'm done. Are you done? Uh, yes, I, I got what I came for. Where did Meredith go? Uh, uh, she wandered off, I presume, in the, in the direction of the music. <laughs> oh, joy. Oh, good. <laughs> Has she ever been to a magic mart before? I have no idea. Um, possibly not. I mean... Seems rather mundane to us, but I mean, you know, she didn't come from the city and or live in some high elven culture, so could be new, you know. Solid eyebrow raise at the mention of elven culture, <laughs> of high elven culture. <laughs> oh. while, while we're waiting for Meredith, I uh, I, I say to Potentia, y- you know, it, it's not a weakness to ask for help occasionally. We're we're all in this together. Though I keep hearing. I'm just saying, you know, you don't have to just rely on yourself. We, we, you know, we're we're friends now, right? Um, she just remains silent. Not like it's never occurred to her, but like she knows, but she can't. Yeah, yeah. Like, yes, yes. In theory, we're friends, but I don't know that, and I can't. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. No. I I, I, I I take the silence and I don't press it any further, but um shall we uh shall we find our, our exuberant friend then? Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Good. Yeah. Uh as you walk through the aisles, you pass the the shop assistant on his way back to the door, who looks like he's like having a good day now that he's made a sale. Or assisted with a sale. Yeah. It's not standing next to the door. Anything's better than standing next to the door. I like nod my head in his direction. I nod my head in his direction as I leave. Just gonna like again that kind of thanks, but don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, but shut up. <laughs> uh, so you eventually find Meredith investigating uh, a, a brass tube that's leading into a wall. Like into a wall. Found something amusing. Huh? What? <laughs> you peel your ear off the tube. <laughs> oh no! I was just listening to the music. I like to, you know scope out my competition every now and then are you guys ready you know i've heard that they uh th- this kind of s- city music they actually call it muzak 
Oh, really? Interesting fact for you. Yes. Mm. Meredith just kind of nods and goes, okay. I don't think that's a a thing. Is that a thing that you were trying to convince her? (laughs) (laughs) I'm no. I've I've heard that generic store music is called Muzak, you know? I, I mean, I don't think that's a thing, but. If you believe it, yeah, give it I a couple it. of millennia. I'm sure it will be. <laughs> <laughs> It'll catch on eventually. Um, Meredith just kind of pats him on, on the elbow now. and walks okay. through. So, so you leave the magic mark with its musark. Um, <laughs> does anyone need to go to uh, the last store on the list, uh, which is Shock and Awe? We could window shop. Yeah. Yeah, I think window shopping. Let's but go. Not, not for purchasing. Yeah. Uh, would you uh, Would you like to check out this store? It's called uh, Shock and Awe. Amazing name. They have the craziest things. Oh. Uh, even I can't afford a lot of the items in there, but uh, I, I think it's worth having a bit of a window shop. Yeah. I'm keen. What sort of things do they sell? That's a very good question <laughs> that the DM would have to inform yes. me about who, who is previously. This DM? But um, <laughs> they, they sell uh, unusual magical items that you won't find anywhere else. Ooh. Great. I say those things in character. Huzzah! Let's go! <laughs> you, you say that you say Huzzah! the things and then you exactly. say the things and off you go. Deeper into Hooray. the Mage Light District with the illusionary neon Indeed. signs and animated storefronts. Hang on, if there's chemistry in this world, wouldn't they have figured out neon? Although, if there's no electricity, Aha. is there electricity? Mm, there are, electricity is not uh, really use, like in common use. Um, yeah, because you a- need electricity to make neon glow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the reason yeah. neon glows is because you're passing electric current through it, which excites yes. the electrons into a, a higher state and they emit light. Yeah, and it's not just neon, it's also argon and krypton and they all glow a dif- with different colours. Yes, yeah, yeah which is pretty, pretty cool, fun. actually. Yeah. I'm kind of curious how they figured that out. Like, who was like, let's just pass electricity right? through this, yeah. what we think is a completely... It was probably exactly. a phase where it was like, let's just pass electricity through everything and see what reacts. Yeah. Everything. Or yeah. maybe they were, they were just if, getting frustrated at the noble gases because they weren't doing anything. So they were like, let's just try and zap it with electricity and see what happened, potentially. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. cool things ensued. Yes, so you arrive at, at Shock and Awe. Uh, it's a much smaller... Uh, low-key store compared to Magic Mart, uh, but it does have a illusionary um, goblin on the like on the outside of the store, uh, who's like gesturing, like, like beckoning, like come in, come in, come in, my pretties, come in. Um, and you go inside the store, and there are you're the only customers at the moment, but there are two shopkeepers here. There is mm-hmm. a, a human uh, male um, who's right in front. He's currently dusting one of the shelves. And sitting on a stool behind the counter is a, a goblin man who is dressed in, like, uh, the kind of clothes that somebody who crafts and builds things a lot. So it's like a, an apron with pockets all over it and smudges of soot and things. Uh, and the man near the front where you are entering um, says, Oh, hello. Um, welcome to Shock and Awe. Uh, I am Orson, and this is my partner behind the counter, Shock. I'm sorry, what was what was his name? Awesome. Orson. Oh, okay, I thought you said awesome, as in, this is awesome. No, no, sorry, that's a common mistake, Orson. I mean, you do strike me as a fairly awesome person, but... Oh, we've just met, um, thank you very much. 
It's very You're very kind. welcome, my friend. Please come inside. Let me show you our wares. Oh, I would love to see some things. Um, behind the counter, Shock is, is tinkering with something. As you're no longer someone who's of immediate interest to him, he's back to what he was doing. Mm-hmm. So we have many fine wares here at Shock and Awe. Uh, I would mm-hmm. like to particularly draw your attention to this one. This is a very common item we have here. Uh, this is a... Well, we it's a, a lesser immovable rod. Um, oh. We refer to them as knock sticks. Why is that? Well, that's the nickname that they were given by, by people who, who use them. Um, they're particularly okay. good at, at knocking people over. Right. Interesting. So an immovable rod, uh, which I'm sure you, you've probably heard of, is a rod that you click down and it, it sits there and doesn't move. It, it becomes immovable, mm-hmm. even to the, yes. the the forces of the world. It doesn't fall. It doesn't it doesn't move at all. Um, it's the, in the name. Yeah, exactly. The lesser immovable mm-hmm. rod uh, will only sit there for about 10 seconds. Ah, uh, right. Okay. But... In that 10 seconds, it's pretty useful. I mean, if you're walking along and then suddenly there's you can, yeah. an immovable object, you're going to trip over it, you're going to hit your head, you need to hold a door closed, you need to hold something mm-hmm. down, maybe you're just doing some renovation and you need something held down for, for a couple of seconds. Yeah. Lesser immovable. I mean, I can rod. definitely see where it, where it would come in handy, but I just don't, don't think I need one right now. Do you have anything that's kind of more rare, I guess? Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm terribly sorry. I didn't realize you were after something a little, uh, higher end. Please come this way. Mm, absolutely. Meredith just kind of turns to, to Harold and Potentia and like winks broadly and then turns back and like acts like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Um, this here is, uh, some, some very particularly uh, impressive plate mail armor that we have. It's called Guardian Plate. Mm-hmm. When somebody is... Uh, hit with an attack or, or take some kind of damage which would normally be overwhelming the the plate mm. reacts the armor stiffens the lining swells it, it all becomes oh, wow. much more durable and and um protective mm. well we don't actually have any you know armor heavy armor wearers in our party at, at the moment um mm. what else do you have he looks over the rest of the, the people in the group uh, if, if we're still talking about that higher end market, we do have this mm. uh, this rod, which is a lightning caller's rod, uh, able to Whoa. summon lightning from the sky itself. Wow. Potentia, this kind of looks a little bit more your speed, and she kind of looks at her and nods, like with wide eyes, going, yes, <laughs> kind of play along, yes, um, and beckons her over. Potentia is probably uh, currently staring at a jar that contains... Uh, two iridescent stones uh, which are kind of like floating within this jar yeah I think she 100% is doing that um, is, she just sort of turns her head and just goes looks fascinating how much does it cost oh well our, our lightning caller rods are very cost mm-hmm. effective they are a thousand gold ah well so little hmm. I mean- yes I mean only a thousand gold to be able to call lightning from the sky yeah, it's not really what we're after. I think we're kind of after a bit more, you know, of the higher end, more reliable kind of. Well, I do see that your your companion there 
mm. um, is looking at our Arcane River Stones of Sight. Oh, yes. interesting. Those are particularly interesting. Um, you, you take those and you replace your eyes with them. And then you gain okay. um, some kind of special sight, like right. being able to see so this in the dark or, or seeing invisible things. Poking your own things. eyes out with a stick? Uh, yeah, sorry, you said replace your yes. eyes. That, that sounds quite traumatic, if I'm being uh, honest. I'm sure a, a skilled physician would be able to do it without, what did you say, a stick? Well, I mean, I am a healer, but... I don't really know how I'd go about removing somebody's eyes because that's not really what we're here for. We're kind of here to keep people in one piece. Yes, just just to be completely sure, yeah. you are saying you physically have to remove your own eyes and then replace them with these stones. Well, I wouldn't say you would re- remove your own eye. Someone else would probably remove them for you and then you'd, impl- you'd implant these stones instead. Of course. I mean, it completely makes the whole thing seem reasonable oh, when you put it that yeah, way. Being able to, to see invisible so creatures or uh, see completely in darkness, those are pretty strong, you know, valuable things to have. Mm. Sounds like work for a cleric, I guess. But, and from, um, the, from the like, other <laughs> wow, side of the store, okay. behind the, the table, behind the counter, tell him about the healing mace! Oh, yes, um... Shock is very proud of of this uh, mace of healing, which mm. is a, a magical mace that, uh, when you hit people with it, um, it heals them. Oh, wait! It heals them. Yes, but presumably it just heals the damage that you did to them by hitting them with a mace. It seems slightly counterproductive. Yes. Very zero sum, if you get my meaning. Well, I mean, if you're particularly weak, then you would heal more than you hurt. Oh, so you kind of just need to tap them a little bit. Uh, the, the the mace only does work when you really give it a good swing. Uh, well. We get a lot of paladins coming in here and buying them for some reason. Mm, yeah, I mean, I can kind of see that. I suppose if you want to alleviate your guilt for conking somebody over their noggin, mm. you know, you could at least have a, that satisfaction that you healed them somewhat after... You know, exposing their brains. We do all. get yeah. a lot of inquisitors coming through and buying them. Oh well, that's terrifying. That's uh, very dark. I did not need that in my no. day. Thank you. No, um. <laughs> I mean this whole experience. I don't really think it's exactly what we're looking for, but we will definitely keep you in mind. Let me show you this. This is particularly interesting. This is called the rod of fishing. Oh, okay. Fishing for um gold or maybe fishing for specific magic kind of things or fishing you know hooking your enemies in the eye or i mean it depends what you want to use it for he produces this this two foot long steel rod which he extends out to five feet what this has on the end is a metal ball that when successfully it's a trick to the wrist to get it to go where you want and when that ball lands it's connected by a, a string of force and right. then you, you pull it back and it pulls whatever you've landed to you. So it's a fishing rod? No, it's a magical rod of fishing. So it's a fishing rod? Uh, my my partner, <laughs> Shock, is the, 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 the man behind the inventions. I am the, the person in charge of, of selling and dealing with customers. Uh, if you have any complaints or, or uh, mm-hmm. tips or advice, I recommend you go talk to him. Oh, no, no complaints at all. I think what you're doing here is fantastic. I'm just not a very big fisher person. 
much. Her curiosity gets the better of her sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I'm but, sorry. You know, if you'd if you ever need to grab something that's a hundred feet away and pull it back to you, maybe you need to, maybe you've dropped something down a building and you have to go pick it up. You can use this. Oh, or, interesting. Or okay. maybe somebody has, maybe someone has a set of keys that you're trying to mm. remove from their person without them knowing at a distance. So it folds down, did you say? Yes, down to two feet. Mmm, interesting. It's a little bit larger than the the lightning caller's rod. He points to the the copper mm-hmm. rod that you pointed to earlier. Um, but mm-hmm. it does extend to five feet, which is what you really need for those good... He keeps, like, whipping his hand back and forth, like, in, in, in pantomime, <laughs> like... <laughs> Well, look, this has all been amazingly interesting and I just must congratulate you on, on your shop. I think it's marvellous. Um, however, I just don't think it, it's exactly what we're looking for right now. But if that ever does change, we know exactly where to come from, uh, come to and we will 100% recommend you to our friends. Thank you so much for showing us everything. Well, I hope you, you come back again soon. Absolutely, I'm sure we will. And she kind of beckons to, um, to Harold and Potentia and like sweeps regally out of the shop. In her new cloak. Yeah, in my new cloak, which is horribly ink-stained and awful. But uh, as <laughs> but she loves it and she thinks as you, she looks As you legal. leave the store, um, shock. Bye! <laughs> I'll, I'll wave, you know, genially. Yeah, I, I think sort of a, a, the, the nod of I'll be back, but not now. Okay. Uh, so with your, your shopping for the day mostly done, I imagine you head over to the merchant district and pick up some, some groceries and some bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, before, I suppose, heading back to your apartments and, and going about the rest of your day. Sounds good. Yeah. Can, um, when she returns to her apartment in, uh, Potentia copy the two spells she's just bought into her spell book. Yes, she please. can. That will take some time and some money, but you know how that works, so we won't bore our listeners with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm going to make sure I tune my I cloak. will do the thing outside of the game. <laughs> that is the less fun bit and the boring. Uh, yeah. Harold, is there anything that you wanted to do? No. Um, I think I am okay. I have my uh, my potions. I have some books to read, of course, for my, for my studies. Uh, one might call it a literature review. Mm-hmm. And um, that will be my evening, poring over the ducks that, uh, the ducks, did I say ducks just now? Mm. You mm-hmm. did. <laughs> I did mean books. Mm. Uh, you okay then? Although ducks are wonderful pets. You are uh, right, I'm Ross? Sure. Um, Having a stroke? But uh, yeah, I'll pull, uh, <laughs> I'll pull over the books that, uh, that Zinlaz uh, has, has given me to read. Uh, yeah, start my studies the right way. Great. Um, so is there anything else anyone wanted to do before we wrap up? this session any more people they want to talk to no i'm good potentia no i think um i think this is a case of her stowing the notes that she has acquired somewhere secure (laughs) within her Mm -hmm. apartment such that uh they are not immediately obvious to anyone who comes in so our three academic adventurers settle in for a weekend of reading and studying and note-taking. Meanwhile, somewhere in a library with 
dark wood shelves. A shadowy figure reads and studies and plans and plots. <laughs> <laughs>